1: Hey everyone! Happy Wednesday! I'm super excited to be here as always. Today is going to be a killer show. Uh, The topic is, and I'm stealing this as someone's book title, who I will introduce in a couple minutes, but it's Clutter Intervention, How Your Stuff is Keeping You Stuck. And we all know in my weight loss coaching, there's so many other components to actually losing weight. And we all know it's not about the food. And I will tell you that part of the reason I'm so excited about this show right now is because I actually feel that when my house is messy, I don't go to the gym as much because there's this gnawing Like, ah, I've got to clean my house thing going on. So, and I could use this a little now myself, um, which I'll go into in a few minutes too. But first I want to give you the Jelly Bean update. Uh, For those who are new to the show, Jelly Bean is my precious little miracle baby that I got through foster care uh, just over five months now. I was blessed with her directly from the hospital and she was three days old, and I've never been a mom before, and I'm dying to adopt her because she's just the perfect little angel. And the update this week is that the countdown is on now um, for her parents' rights to be terminated. Um, I don't I know it's a lot of people are like, oh, it's bittersweet when that happens, and I absolutely agree it is. Um, you know, it's it's sad when a precious being can't be with their family. That said, um, in my daughter's case, nobody has been present at all. So to me, at this point, like, it wouldn't be a mixed blessing. It would be, you know, she has somebody in the world. She will have someone in the world. And I will be able to adopt her and actually treat her like my own child and make decisions for her and all of that. Um, being the person that most knows her. So again, like I, I mean, needless to say from a personal note, I'm so attached to her. She's just amazing. She looks like a little doll and, um, she's just getting cuter and cuter. It's the craziest thing. And I'm taking her back East next week. Um, I got permission from the court to do that, which you need to do when you are not, um, when she's not adopted. So So that's happening. So fingers crossed that, um, you know, unless somebody comes out of the woodwork at this point, um, I will get to keep her, which is great because, as I said, I mean, I have been with her pretty much from the start and um, she definitely... Brightens my day every single morning. Like I walk in the room and she smiles. And um, last week was the first time she's, I've told everybody, she's such a calm baby. Like she's just sweet. She doesn't have fit. She doesn't cry a ton now that we figured out. The first month was a little rough because she was having some problems with formula. But as soon as we figured that out, she just became the easiest baby and then last week I was on the beach and um we have our whole beach tennis group was playing and she was very protected in her bassinet that was also covered in a way that there was air but um but you know she couldn't be hit with a ball and uh one of my friends was sitting next to her in case she woke up and she did while I was playing and when she picked her up she started screaming her head off because it wasn't me and um you know, she's with the nanny here, our care leader, as we call her, um, and she can wake up to her and other people she knows well, uh, and if someone's here and I'm here to start, she's fine, but it was nice to know that that we have enough of a bond that she knew that that other person who was a friend um, wasn't someone she was completely familiar with, and she flipped out. So, Everything is going super well. Please keep your fingers crossed for me because, as I said, at this point, like, my friends are on alert. Like, if something crazy and unexpected happens, it's going to be quite emotional for me, probably the most emotional thing in my life ever so far because I just love her to death. Um, And on that note, um, I want to jump in today's show because I think there's so much great stuff to talk about. So our guest, Tisha Morris, as I said, her book is titled Clutter Intervention, How Your Stuff is Keeping You Stuck. Tisha Morris is a best-selling self-help author, feng shui expert, business and life coach, and energy healer. She's the founder of Earth Home School of Feng Shui, the host of Feng Shui Your Life podcast, and creator of the original Smudge Spray, which has a registered trademark, and she holds a degree in law and interior design. Welcome, Tisha. Thank you so much. I am really excited to have you here. I actually manifest, I believe that I manifested Jelly Bean um, through... I guess years ago, I studied feng shui significantly and found a lot of things that were really helpful to me, but I would love to hear from you, like what brought you into, because I know people, some are like, oh, feng shui, that's really out there. Um, Obviously, if you had a law degree, um, I would love to hear like what brought
2: a lawyer to this sort of work. (laughs) Yes, definitely. I know there's so much uh, in your introduction and what you just said that I want to touch on at some point about using our home to manifest what we want. Um, But as far as my background, uh, so yes, as you mentioned, I I started out in law, actually ended up practicing for about 12 years, but about over half that time I was transitioning into the healing arts. I I immediately knew I did not want to practice law. In fact, I, I got a law degree at the time because I didn't really know what else I, I wanted to do so as a way of putting off the world for a while and like, <laughs> some, some decent money in the meantime. Um, I think that's the case for so many of, you know, of, of our, our age group of the world is so different. And, you know, being in the healing arts or being a feng Shui consultant was completely out of my wheelhouse at that time. So, you know, it was just kind of a buying time until the, the world changed enough to where we could have these, um, these really interesting other careers. Uh, so, uh, I realized through a series of synchronicities that uh, working in homes and spaces was where my passion and my gifts um, were. So I went to interior design school, which seemed the the most logical next step. And unfortunately that still didn't quite do it. It was ended up being much more technical than I wanted it to be. (laughs) And but around that time I found yoga or yoga found me. And that began a path into this crazy world of energy, that most people can't see, but it pretty much uh, rules everything around us. And I got into energy healing, and then I purchased this home that needed a complete renovation. And it was as I was renovating it, or as, yes, as, as I was re- renovating it, it was renovating me. And I began to understand just how powerful our home is in um, in making changes in our life, and just what a mirror it is uh, for ourselves. And as we make changes to our home. Uh, we, make, we make changes to our life and so being in the healing arts I began to understand that this was a big missed opportunity or a missing piece of the holistic pie that most people weren't talking about and so it has become my mission to make it part of the holistic conversation um, such as today so thank you again for having me on here Oh sure,
1: well I love that I would love to hear how you said that as, it was, as you were renovating it it was renovating you can you tell us a little more about that?
2: Yeah, I, I began to see it was, it was showing up in my dreams as well. But there was literal correlations between the the changes I was making in the home, and I would have correlating changes within myself, and realized that. Uh, and then I, I was I knew this was really important work, and, and 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 took notes, and it became my it became my second book, Mind Body Home, where I correlate every part. of the house to an aspect of ourselves, mentally, emotionally, or even physically, Uh, our home takes on what we are not conscious of, similar to our body taking on dis-ease with, um, if we're not aware of it, then our, our home actually does the same thing. For example, the plumbing, like a plumbing leak would be repressed emotions that you're not experiencing, or um, had someone's hot water heater recently? Tell me their hot water heater blew, and which is about tempers um, getting flared up. And so each part of the home represents an aspect of ourselves, and it's just a second layer of skin um, outside of ourselves. And we um, have more of it in a relationship with the energy of a home than we could ever realize.
1: Wow. Well, so I'll tell you a little bit about, I I would love to hear your perspective. So what I did when I was searching for Jellybean, um, I got through the process a lot quicker than anybody I've heard of. Um, I literally went to the orientation to start the process in June of this past year and had a three-day-old precious baby girl in my arms on November 22nd. Wow. Um, and I'm sure we've all heard stories of people who have tried to adopt or foster or so many things that it's taken years and years. And that's kind of been what people have said to me. Now, that said, like, there's always luck involved. I mean, I it, it's not 100% for that, but I have told that I... You know, I pushed my social worker in like the sweetest way I could possibly muster. And you're not allowed to give them. I wasn't even allowed to serve them brownies. Like I'm not allowed to give them gifts at all. Um, But I was just killing her with kindness, with texts and things to get her to come back like excitedly. Um, But what I did before, like in the process I gave all of the furniture that was in the room. It used to be like a mini living room as part of a guest suite I had. And I donated that all to an organization called a sense of home that gives a foster child a first apartment. So I just wanted that, you know, I could have sold it for a few hundred dollars or whatever. I mean, it was nice stuff, but you know how you never get money. So I was like, I would much rather give it somewhere that I know someone's really going to use it. That's sort of in that vein And then from there, I had 21 girlfriends come over, over a three-night period in what I called happy baby hours. And it basically, I had them, we took the color of the paint that I was going to paint the suite, which was pink, and had each of them paint a word to her um, that was her wish for her. And then I painted permanence and like all of the words on the wall that I wanted to wish upon my daughter um, and then obviously we were painting over it in pink so all of those words are embedded in the walls and that is something that I heard many many years ago that was a great practice to do I did it in my office I've done it my whole team did it in our team office and um, I, I just feel like it could have made a difference <laughs>
2: Wow, well, what soul would not want to come into that room? That sounds amazing.
1: If the idea was, right, like I, as I said, I didn't want to fight parent. You know, there's a lot of people who, when they take a child, they're doing parent visits and the parents want the kids back and it's all of this, mm-hmm. you know, strife and things. And obviously, it's a longer wait, usually, for a child who's unencumbered. But for me, it was like I really wanted to... I really wanted to help a child who really had no one. Um, and so I rushed through the process like a crazy mad woman, um, powering that in every way I could and like trying, I was even making her videos, even though people might be like, whoa, that's weird. But like calling her in, knowing that the daughter that I wanted was in someone's stomach. Mm-hmm. Um, it, from her room, like, this is what I have for you. And this is what, you
2: know, your life is going to be. And I hope you find me kind of thing. Um that's amazing, and it's such a testament of of, of how energy works, of putting out um, positive energy, and in, in how you did it through the home, and seeing that it's. To me, this is what I call good feng shui. It's like loving your home. You know, doing the along when you do these, whether it's feng shui changes or anything you do in the home, it's about the journey and not the destination. So in your in this case, the journey of all this positive intention, and it it can only have a positive outcome uh for for all those involved and you know this to me is like at the root of feng shui loving your home and the energy you're putting into it so i love it thank you um
1: well we are we have to go to break now but i will say for people out there we'll elaborate on this more but we're also going to ground this you know for some people they might be like whoa that's a lot Um, I really honestly believe that this stuff works on a number of levels, but when we come back, we're also going to discuss how the concrete steps in your weight loss that might be even more obvious to people um, totally work. So make sure you stay tuned, people, because we're going to tell you how you can get quicker, uh, quicker results. Stay tuned.
3: This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Tune in to The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso. For an entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussion with some of the top stars in their fields, from business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, literature, and current events. If you're looking for what's next and comparing it to what's now or what's past, look no further than The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel.
4: I'm busy and so is my family. Leftover pizza and unhealthy takeout isn't really doing it for us anymore. Just ask my bathroom scale. That all changed when I found Freshly. For less than $10 a meal, Freshly delivers six meals a week, always fresh, never frozen, prepared by top chefs and nutritionists using the best, freshest, gluten-free ingredients. The best part is the menu is always new and fresh, just like the food, and it only takes three minutes for me to prepare breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and there's no messy cleanup and no dishes. 639 at Freshly.com.
0: Hear the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. You are listening to Have It All with Devin Alexander. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to fans at Devonalexander.com. Now, back to Have It All.
1: Hey, everyone. I'm back with Tisha Morris, who is an energy healer. She has a law degree. She is the best-selling author of Clutter Intervention, How Your Stuff is Keeping You Stuck. And we actually have been doing a lot of talking about Jellybean and how I called her in with energy. Uh, But I want to jump into, basically, Tisha, you know, I I mentioned in the beginning that I feel like when my house is a mess, it's hard for me to get to the gym. Um, And I know why. It's like, you know, when you feel, when you visibly can see that you're not doing everything you need to do, it kind of literally weighs me down. Um, I'd love for you to elaborate on that a little bit, though. Like how, what is it that people
2: are doing that is really keeping them stuck? Yeah, so, you know, there's tons of scientific studies now that tell, that, that, that prove that a cluttered space leads to a cluttered mind. And so, yeah, it's going to distract you from from focus. Um, but I actually would go a step below that and say that the the cluttered home is actually just a distraction. Uh, it's like a subconscious block that we set up to, to not to, you know, to set us up. And it's kind of like, you know, buying junk food and having it in the kitchen. Like when you know, that's not what you're in alignment for. Uh, it's, it's just another uh, visible evidence of, sub, of subconscious blocks. And, um, you know, and with any time when, when we, when we uh, kind of realize what's up I think the next step is to kind of be compassionate with ourselves and be like okay here here's one of my tricks of clutter and that's just another level of distraction distracting me from from what I'm wanting to be doing so I think if if you kind of vacillate between a a messy space and a organized space you know when it's messy then you're kind of up to your old tricks of distraction that's how I would see it.
1: Hmm. Well, so I have a question. I will admit that it's funny because my house is always like my living room is always impeccable. My bedroom is pretty clean. Most of the time, like if someone came in at any time, I wouldn't be embarrassed. Same with my kitchen. I mean, unless we're in the middle of cooking, in which case it's completely trashed. But I will admit that my office is always a mess and um, like to the point that I don't really right now it's actually much cleaner because I had a photo shoot recently and like was forced to do it. But you know the interesting thing is for me and my garage has too much stuff like I get I'm sure you do too but as experts we get sent stuff all the time and a couple things with me. One is I really am so super busy, especially now with Jelly Bean, that some of it is that I just physically don't feel like I do choose going to the gym over it, like knowing, you know, I know it's harder, but I do it. But the other thing is sometimes I, you know, how I told you that I like donated all of my living room furniture to Sense of Home? Like I would rather donate something like that than, you know, make much money on it if I know it's going somewhere good. So when I get these cooking appliances that I know someone could use, I don't like to just throw them to Goodwill because I know that they're not really, you know, Goodwill isn't giving them the TLC and they will sell them for no money and nobody's really getting, you know, nobody who needs it really gets it. But if I could gift that to a friend that I know that needs it, it makes me feel so good. And so I have this block that I keep the stuff for that purpose Um, and that, or I'm like, oh, I should probably sell that or I should, whatever. What do you have tips for people
2: like me who have trouble,
1: like just getting rid of stuff?
2: Yeah. You know, that, that step of the process can be the most difficult and the most important. And I mean, obviously until it's gone out of your house or even your car, it's still clutter. And sometimes it can be a stall tactic of, oh, I'm going to sell this or oh, I'm just waiting for the right, the perfect person to give it to. Sometimes that can be a stall tactic for whatever reason you're you're hanging on to it to begin with. But other times there's a legitimate of I really want to find a good home for this. And I think that's a very valuable consideration, uh, it's, it's particularly for things that have been. Um, have been uh, emotionally been emotionally attached to, and I'm not saying you have been with your the kitchen appliances, but um, so it's it's a get about getting real with yourself. Of is this just a stall tactic of not decluttering, or is is there a legitimate desire for this to go to a good home? I think people underestimate, you know, the person walking into Goodwill and being like, "Oh my gosh, this is the like the coolest mixer I've been looking for," at, you know, haven't wanted to pay full price, and here it is and so, um, so I think we kind of estimate that these items will find the home they need to go to. Um, and yet, there's other times, like I had some quilts um, from my grandmother that didn't didn't want to keep um, and i but I wanted to find them a good home, and there was a you know bedding a linens and bedding drive for for hurricane relief, you know in, in haiti. and so seemed I had a real peace of mind that it was going to a good place, and that that can be a very important part of the process of just finding a good home for something.
1: Um, Well, so what would the stall tactic, like, I understand, obviously, if you have have junk food in your house, and this was me forever, like, I had peanut brittle under my bed, and I was whining that I couldn't lose weight, like, I out myself on that all the time now, and so, just because I want people to understand that I understand, like, sometimes we do things and buy things, and we're sabotaging our own progress, like, what might it be with someone keeping, like, because the thing, like, the, the conscious, things that I think are, oh, well, you know, if money gets tight, I could sell this stuff and I shouldn't just get rid of it. Um, could be, I mean, like that's one reason people hold on to things. I know I actually have, um, a relative who is pretty much a hoarder, um, a distant relative, but it's, you know, she doesn't let people in her house, like people who are super close to her. Um, what, Do you know like what that is, like what
2: they're holding on to? So that's pretty much my entire book you just summed up right there. So (laughs) uh, you know I actually talk about in introduction that it's decluttering is similar to weight loss. It's like we all know how to lose weight, but why do why do we not do it? And so getting to the why, why you're not wanting to let go of certain items or why you're just avoiding decluttering altogether. It's a very person-by-person person, um, situation, and yet there are a lot of commonalities. And you touched on one with regards to the kitchen stuff of just in case. Just in case is the most widely used <laughs> clever excuse there is. And but there's always a deeper story underneath the just in case. And you hit it. You hit right on it already with with the money uh, of I might need this for money one day. Uh, so there is a lack. Uh, a fear, a money fear issue underneath that. And so uh, holding on to the mixers uh, or whatever the kitchen appliances are for the perfect home could be a small tactic to keep holding on to that, that fear, that money fear. So that's just one example. Other examples, it could be, um, you know, items that don't really have value that are from, you know, like love notes from an ex and holding on to those and uh, I realized through uh, working with clients that really, at the end of the day, what we're almost always holding on to is old identities, old attachments, um, and within, or beliefs. Beliefs can be an identity as well. And so uh, hanging on to these old aspects of ourselves that are not really serving us anymore and need to be kind of integrated into our present life.
1: We're not supposed to keep the sweet love letters from exes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: It's a reminder that you were loved. I mean, assuming that you were not someone, if you're not in a new relationship, we tend to hold on to these old uh, reminders that we are loved. And uh, it can really keep a new uh, person to come in. Really?
1: Huh. Interesting. I didn't realize that was, that's funny. I'm learning things here today. Um, It's, I do, I mean, I admit that I have some from exes. I mean, it's not like I have closets worth of them or anything, but I do have one box of, you know, just fun, sweet, whatever memories, but Huh, maybe that's my. It's funny because, you know, as much as I credit, I mean, my girlfriends are even like, you totally manifested Jelly Bean. Like, I've not been able to have that power, honestly, in a relationship, which is why I got Jelly Bean on my own. Um, Granted, I never painted her. I don't know. It's so funny. It's like with doing that with a child, it doesn't feel psycho. It would feel psycho to me to do that for a guy. <laughs> like to go to that effort.
2: <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> um, that's pretty funny. Well, what are some of the other things like how do you get someone unstuck from those things you just go in their house and like start tearing things out drama (laughs) tv show like or how do you get them past those
2: things yeah so uh, yes Um, (laughs) I would probably start with you know what area of your life um, is challenging you or that you want to manifest in let's say it is a relationship in which case we would go into the area of relationships and the first thing I would ask is what from from exes are you hanging on to And even with each individual note, we could look at them like as a whole, the whole box or individually and really get to the root of why you're still hanging on to those. Um, And in some cases, almost always it's really not about the person that, that that person that the the actual person that you were with, it's actually usually around an identity of of that time of the lifestyle one had, or um, I had, I caught myself uh, just like a couple of years ago, I had this, a picture of this guy that, um, from college that I had a like a three month relationship, and he was like the hottest guy on campus. Like yeah. he was known to be the hottest guy on campus, and it, that was a big deal for me to be to be his girlfriend. I still had his picture uh, in my little you know box of memories, and I, I was like, wait, why do I still have this picture of this guy? And I realized it was identity of I was with the hottest guy on campus, and you know, I needed to integrate or accept, you know, my whatever I think about my parents outside of this random guy in Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, anyway, it's 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 those kind of identities—the the, the identity of being with the the cutest guy on campus—that's that was the identity I was holding on to. And um, yeah, that's 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 old stuff that that has nothing to do with my current life.
1: So. Does that mean, like, I mean, I have photos, too, but, like, one photo from a summer, you know, like, the guy I had a crush on, I mean, it's the opposite, actually. I was really heavy, and this guy, like, didn't like me and was part of what started my weight loss. But, I mean, part, like, they're part of a group of pictures, you know, from that summer that was actually really fun with, you know, a pre-college summer theater program. Like, am I not supposed to have any of that? Am I not supposed to have, this is interesting. Like, I didn't realize.
2: Yeah, that's a good question. And it's kind of a general question about memorabilia in general. Like, It's not like we need to get rid of our past or, you know, get rid of everything that's um, from our past, but it's really disseminating what is keeping you, what, if anything, is keeping you from moving forward versus, you know, our past should be these stepping stones to where we are now that creates a Mosaic of our history that, that, that that's gotten us where we are now and to keep going forward and but sometimes memorabilia can be too too much where it keeps us anchored into the past and so disseminating what that is for each person is different it's a very it's a very deep inquiry self inquiry and so again that's why I go to like what in your life are you challenged with or that, that you're wanting to manifest that you're not and seeing what where you are stuck in the past with that.
1: Hmm. Interesting. And so in terms of weight loss, like I know one of the things that, as I said, when my house is a mess and just so everyone knows, like as much as I've been outing myself, I also every holiday season, like because I don't have a ton of family festivities or haven't until this year. Um, because I was single and, you know, I, I don't want to say by myself, I have a loving family and I see them and all of that, but, but it's a little bit different than, you know, I'm sure people with, I mean, even now having jelly bean, like it's a whole different, you know, I didn't have 12 days this holiday season to, I spent 12 days with her, like really caring for her cause she was so n- newborn. Um, but I usually take like a good solid week and just rip everything out and get everything clean because, I personally, you know, go on TV so much that I need a new dress all the time. I'm sure, Tisha, you have the same thing. Like, every time we're on TV, you have to have a new outfit, and then the clothing just piles, and you can't keep wearing the same stuff again. Um, So I usually clean that stuff out and gift it to girlfriends or gift it. I have a cousin who's my size, who has kids who are my size. So I gift that all to them and and do that. And I didn't this year. But in terms of... um, you know, I know that that keeps me stuck. I know that if I don't have my workout clothes, like, super available, that's harder. Are there other things that you think can help people in their homes get to the gym or get eating better or other
2: things like that? You know, what I see when I have clients that are um, having health challenges or, or, or die with, with food is actually the kitchen I see the kitchen is set up to where they don't want to go into it. And I'm sure you would, I, I, I'm not in the health, uh, the food, the food field, but I'm sure you would agree that the key to eating healthy is actually being in the kitchen and cooking, uh, cooking healthy meals as opposed to, you know, quick, quick uh, processed foods or, or quick um, eating out foods. And so I have seen that the more I can create a kitchen environment that you love to be in, That's actually the best thing for uh, losing weight and becoming healthy. I find a correlation between people struggling with weight and their kitchen either being cluttered, even like painted, the the color of the the kitchen is like an unappetizing uh, color (laughs) um, to where they don't want to be in the kitchen at all. So it's a little bit of a paradox. If you create this kick-ass kitchen, you're going to, uh, there is a correlation of of eating healthier. Oh, interesting.
1: I didn't realize that. I will say that sometimes I mean my kitchen is a little bit different because I obviously need a lot of ingredients for Um, developing recipes and things that if I were in my own kitchen living there, you know, by myself and just eating what I ate, I have stuff that I quote shouldn't have and that make it more challenging. I also though sort it in a way that I have one like refrigerator that quote normal people have. And then I have a giant refrigerator that has Um, all the backup stuff that we cook with. And so at night, I don't even allow myself to open the big refrigerator. Like I put everything in there that I quote shouldn't have. Um, And it's just that energy like shuts it off. Because I know if I go in that refrigerator, I'm in trouble. Um, So I do see that. But there's times where I'm like, This does not, like even things that I'm buying, like this would not align with my goals really. Like I have too much or when somebody gifts me tons of protein bars, like that's, it's still not aligned, you know, like for me to have one occasionally fine instead of cooking real food, but to, to have a ton of them around. So I can really see where for some people, I didn't realize though, that people like actually block their kitchen.
2: Yeah. Well, I wouldn't even, I mean, there is food clutter that you're, you're referring to, but I would even say. Uh, what I see is actually clutter has nothing to do with the kitchen, like mail and paper and kitty litter and like, things that have oh, nothing to do with the kitchen.
1: Oh, interesting. Um, okay, well, we are going to go to another break. But when we get back, we will uh, explore even more on this topic and uh, get, we'll give you some tips to get those kitchens um, super healthy and uh, weight loss friendly. Stay tuned, everyone.
0: We don't follow, we lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Have It All with Devin Alexander. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to fans at devinalexander.com. Now, Back to Have It All.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome back. I'm here with Tisha Morris, who is an energy healer. She's a feng shui expert. And we are talking clutter today and how that is keeping us stuck. Um, Tisha, before we go any further, can you please tell everyone where they can find you if they want to get more information after the show?
2: Absolutely. I... Can be found at tishamorris.com. Uh, it's also clutterintervention.com, and I have tons of resources on my website. You can sign up for my newsletter uh, and get a free what's called the Bagua map in Feng Shui and see where all these all the areas of your life fall within your home. Um, I also have a Facebook group called Clutter Intervention, so join me there and uh, have an app called Feng Shui 911 with tons and tons of information. So lots of, lots of, uh, lots of options. Awesome.
1: Okay. So jumping back into it now that people can go and download, download, um, what do you think, you know, say someone's like, Oh God, this is totally me. Whether they're struggling with weight or not, if it's just their house or there's, I mean, everyone has an issue in their life, right? Let's just be honest about that. Nobody's has everything together at all times. It would be nice if we did, but it doesn't seem that way. Um, but what where would you suggest
2: someone start? So I would first kind of well, first of all, you touch on something that you know everyone is overwhelmed these days, overwhelmed with everything, information, with life, time, schedules. And so our of course our home is gonna be a mirror of that. We're gonna be overwhelmed with our home. And so knowing where to start is sometimes the hardest, the hardest, the hardest thing is getting started. And so I would, you know, break it down, feel like you have to completely dismantle the whole house in one day. You hone in on the an area of your life um, or an area in your house that's giving you the most fits. So if it's your clothing closet and you feel overwhelmed with it or feel like you just know you have too much, too much clothes. And most people have an idea of like what area of their house is too much. Uh, we all have a different standard of what's too much. Okay? Some of us are, are minimalist, some of us like stuff and, and more stuff than other people, and that's fine, but everyone knows when it's too much. There's an internal feeling of this is not comfortable. And so if it's your clothing closet or if it's the bathroom cabinets, or if it's the kitchen or if it's the garage,
1: or all of it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Start with something that's easy is what I recommend. Start with, um, even if it's your clothing closet, even if that's not easy, even starting with the clothing closet. Start with the clothes that are really easy that you don't really have to think about. Not the hard stuff that maybe the the size too small that a lot of emotion comes up around or shame. You know, put those off. <laughs> the the clothing that's really easy that you don't like anymore, that's out of style, that you're not that you know you're never going to wear. Um, just getting some space will allow for more um, energy and more momentum to come and it will help you to when you get to the more emotionally wrenching items, <laughs> okay? Um, and then, you know, have, have supplies on hand, whether it's bags or boxes or whatever. And then you, you, put, you put it in piles, the definite giveaway, the keep, and the undecided. Okay, so the undecided items is what you put off until the last. Um, The giveaway items, you know, we want to try to do the reduce, reuse, recycle mantra. um, Of course, decluttering actually reduces future consumption because you think twice. um, You'll think, you'll you'll have an extra step of thinking whether you want the item or not. Uh, Once you start purging, you tend to, be a lot more careful about what you take in and then um, recycling anything, of course, and then reusing, which would be goodwill or there's tons of online companies now that they'll mail you a bag and you can mail your clothes back for free and they give you a commission on what they sell. So tons of tons of options with clothing. Uh, and so giving away those or, or, or having, finding a reuse for, for the stuff that's easy. And then it's the undecided ones. That's where the real kind of elbow grease uh, comes into play um, and where my book comes into play as well, of what, what it is about these items that are um, so difficult.
1: Well, and I would love to jump in and say that we, so when I was, I'm not good at giving away clothing. Um, I am just not like I've never been. And one of my girlfriends who I absolutely adore, I, I would recommend that you do this with a friend. I'm not sure how you feel about that, but I think sometimes you need that other voice to be like, come on, but I was holding on to my overweight clothes long after I gained or had lost the weight and even kept it off for a while. And one of my girlfriends was like, first of all, we're getting rid of all of that. She's like, you never want to be in that again. Why would you possibly like keep it there just in case to allow yourself But she went even further and literally told me that it was her challenge for me that I never wear another. I used to wear men's flannel shirts all the time, um, which anybody who's known me for the past like, well, actually 20 years now or 18 since we did this, um, I don't wear things like that. I wear super girly clothes, um, dresses a lot or yoga pants that are you know like in my casual mommy mode I'm in yoga pants and then otherwise I go from that to dresses most of the time and um and so it was one of those things that she's like get rid of all the finals don't ever like to never wearing a men's t-shirt again and it's funny because I also accept she's like if you spend the night with a guy or something, you can be in his like, you know, his button down or his flannel, but that's it. Other than that, never. And um because that's a sexy thing and the rest of it is the opposite of sexy. <laughs> And it just wasn't who I wanted to be in the world. So even now, like, it's so tempting. You know, people are like, oh, free T-shirt. And I'm just like, I'm sorry. I don't, if it's, if you don't have girl sizing, like, I'm just, thank you, but no. And so I literally in the past, like, 20 years haven't even taken a boy tee, with the exception of, like, two or three occasions where they were so super cool, but then they're in a drawer for that future man in case he gets sweaty at my house, <laughs> which have common use, by the way. <laughs> um, no, it's funny. Last year I was on a walk with someone with a guy I was like newly dating and he got super sweaty and was embarrassed. And I was like, oh, I have a t-shirt. And he's like, you're not going to have a t-shirt that fits me. And I'm like, actually I do. Somebody gave me this at a conference. <laughs> so it was kind of funny, but But, yeah, so even in getting rid of those things, and I also say, like, don't ever buy new clothes. Like, if you start gaining weight, which I've done right now, like, I've gained five mommy pounds just because of the time constraints, not because I was pregnant, obviously. And I'm working so hard to get it off right now, but I refuse to buy more dresses. Like, I just refuse. And it's basically putting it out there, like, I am not going to go up a size. I'm not going to gain weight. I'm not going to let this get out of control again, Um, And I think those things, you know, like clearing your closet for those reasons and
2: in those ways can be super impactful. Absolutely. Our home is basically a giant vision board. And uh, for those who are familiar with vision boards where you you paste like images of what you want to manifest. And actually our home is just like a living vision board. Uh, It really manifests um, because it is just like a second layer of ourselves and it's it's like beaming out energy and whatever it's beaming out with just based on your belongings, <laughs> um, it's going to come back to you. So, so definitely would not put overweight, the, the clothes in which when you were overweight on a vision board, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know what else is interesting? So I, you know, I've been told that when you want something, cause I do have a lot of, you know, stuff sometimes, again, as I said, I purge it at the end of the year, But somebody told me that if you are in my feng shui studies, that if you want to welcome a mate, you need to have like a second nightstand to like, and this is a concrete sort of thing that I think people can get their brains around, but you should have a nightstand where they would actually come into your house and feel welcome. And there should be space in your closet where they don't look at your closet and go, whoa, how would somebody ever fit here? Like, even on a subconscious level, like not that every man comes, they come, not that there's a lot of men in my bedroom either, but, you know, but every person that comes in my bedroom, like, you know, they're going through my closet and stuff. But it was really poignant to me to see that. Like, yeah, if I went to a guy's house and there was stuff everywhere and his closet was packed, it, it would make it harder for you to, like, really believe you fit in. And last year, I've told people that what sparked me to finally like go down the road and be blessed with jelly bean and start that process was I am a little bit older and I still wanted a child and kept encountering men who at this point in my life, like I really felt like I was ready for a relationship. I was ready to put the time in, but guys were past having newborns and I was probably past being able to have a baby myself. So here I was looking for a guy who wanted a child when I probably couldn't have one. And it was interesting because the night that I found out that the last relationship that I had with somebody in this predicament, you know, I was like, there's something here, like there's something that's stuck. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to clean my bathroom, clean the energy in my entire bedroom, which I spent, you know, a weekend doing before I saw the guy. And I like cleared a drawer to make space for him. And I cleared one of the dresser, like the nightstands to make space for him to like kind of push things forward in a weird way, feeling like, you know, he was asking me questions like, you know, would you move in with me if this came? But I felt there was some energy there. So the night I did that, I was all expecting for the relationship to move forward. And instead, he sat me down and was like, remind me what you said about being a mom. And in that moment, I knew that he, though he said he wanted to adopt children, like he would adopt more children with me. He like really didn't want that. And it was super devastating. And then my initial reaction was, I'm super mad that like I spent all that time like doing all of this. The ironic thing of all of it was that that's where I store jelly beans, extra clothes, like in the second dresser right now. And I store her bathroom supplies, like her changing supplies in that drawer. So I think in a weird way, like I thought I was calling him or like I thought I was making room for a man. And while I might have been, I was making room for something that honestly was even better for me. <laughs>
2: Well, gosh, there's so many good things you uh, mentioned. And when I work with people's bedrooms in these situations, I mean, you're exactly right. You you want two nightstands. You want to create space for someone. Um, but a lot of times people do break up when things come into balance. Like what you did actually was force the conversation to get clear on do we have a future or not. You, you were ready to either move forward or move on. And that—that's actually what you did in doing those changes of clearing those things out. So I know you—or you, at the time you wanted a different result. Of course, you didn't know what was something even better was coming. But you forced him to find to get clear with you and what he really wanted, and so you was you saved some time. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: and I agree with that, to be honest. And the funny thing is, like, just so everyone knows, he was never in my bedroom. Like, he never even saw it. But I really do believe that that energy of spending that time and doing that, like, was me going, there's something up. I want to push this. But I didn't want to be the girl who's like, what's up? What's up? You know, I was just looking at my side, like, where am I not ready?
2: That's right. Everything starts with our energy. Even if no one ever comes into our bedroom, it's the energy that we put into it. Um, and same with our, our office. Even if no one ever comes into your office, uh, energy in your office is important. So every that's why our working in the home is so important. It directly relates to our, our energy. And that's where everything starts, starts and ends with our energy.
1: Well, I hate to say this, but we have only two minutes left. So if you could give us, again, you want to go to TishaMorris.com. And your other website is what?
2: Uh, Clutter Intervention. It goes to the same place.
1: Okay, perfect. Clutterintervention.com. And then if you could just give us one last parting word, like what should people go do today or something like that to end this, I
2: would love it. Well, I'll just say that anytime you work in your home, it's an aspect of self-love. And this is what makes this work so amazing. And I mentioned earlier that it's about the, journey not the destination so it's about the energy that you're put as you're clearing out the drawer as you're doing these things it's about the energy that you're putting into it which is all comes back around to self love and so in every in every step along the way make it a positive one
1: I, compl- I mean I couldn't possibly agree more everyone I think it's a good day today to go through and see where you might be stuck and see how much easier your weight loss might be if you really check this out or your fitness or whatever it is. And I would seriously suggest a buddy um, to help you with all of this, um, whether it be hiring a personalized organizer or just finding a friend and doing it together. Um, I love doing vision boards with friends. I It's just there's something that to me, that creates love when you have a partner in crime. And again, like my friend changed my life going, stop wearing these man tees. So on that note, we're going to end for today. Thank you so much, Tisha. Again, it was TishaMorris.com and ClutterIntervention.com. And I will see you all next week. Stay tuned, everyone.
0: Thanks for listening to Have It All. Be sure to join Devin Alexander for another great show next Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Until we talk again, have a fit and fun week.